0: Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that. Here's Heaney from the Boundary line. He's an expert at these. From the Boundary line!
1: Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary podcast. I'm your host Pez. I'm here with Sauce. We are live together in my dining room, Sauce, for the first time in a while.
0: Yes, w- welcome, Pez, back in the studio where we belong. Uh, no awkward internet, no me in uh, in my bedroom with no desktop and uh, <laughs> piled up with microphones coming out the kazoo. It's glad to be back in the studio, Pez.
1: Yeah, well, that's your own fault. Just get a lap <laughs> desk or something or sort something out at your own humble abode because I'm sure we'll be doing uh, some remote ones again in the future. So yes. we'll see uh, how we go. But we just finished round four of footy. Uh, wasn't it a perla We had a couple of teams with uh, some big wins again. Uh, some teams dropped the ball, and Carlton they couldn't get the four Pete done and uh, win the four premierships in a row.
0: Yeah, the lid was off, Pez, and very quickly the lid was back on with a, with an uncomfortable and an unusual loss to the Gold Coast Suns. Um, they definitely tried to piece it together in that third quarter, but not to be done. But Pez, other teams with their season, um, you know, almost wrapped up and coaches under fire. A dismal performance from the Port Adelaide Power to open the round um, with an absolute thumping by Melbourne, dominant across the whole ground.
1: Yeah, the Ken Hinckley photo with uh, Owen Five, was uh, there and being used because they were 0-5 at half time and hadn't kicked a goal and the five behinds. And it was a, a very, uh, very strange watch. And, the you know, Port Adelaide kicked a few goals uh, towards the end of the, the fourth quarter there. But Melbourne in complete control and uh, Port Adelaide, the only team not to have a win on the board in 2022.
0: Yeah, def- a lot of people had them in their top four pairs. Uh, you definitely wouldn't have had them at any stage in anyone's predictions, bottom four. But uh, that's the way it sort of pans out uh, going into round five. Yeah, not, not too good at all.
1: Uh, Melbourne, the only undefeated team. Port Adelaide, the only defeated team. Uh, and they played on the Thursday night first round, first game of round four. Uh, let's do what we do best and get into our first segment.
0: It was a toss of the coin. That five wins the toss. Yes, it's been an unusual uh, year for joint tosses. Right, a good, okay. Great, Big time again. And straight into things, Pez, we're straight into Coin Toss where we take uh, one of the topics from the week, we uh, flip a coin and as you uh, have alluded to in the past, Pez, it's not always a a double-sided coin, Pez. Three times, four times, five times, so many different options there. Pez, how many coins are we uh, flipping today and how many sides to each of those?
1: We'll see how many sides we've got, (laughs) but the biggest story I've seen on Twitter, I've been reading about it all week. Uh, is the Paddy Ryder suspension. Uh, He got suspended for two weeks, went to the tribunal, and uh, the two-week ban was upheld uh, for his, I don't know what you call it, his brace and uh, Will Day getting concussed. And uh, we don't like speaking about the tribunal here at Behind the Bound, but when this is the biggest story and there's uh, every Tom, Dick and Harry on Twitter talking about it, there's uh, something to be said. So the coin is a three-sided coin source. Paddy Ryder, two weeks, what do you got? One week or... Should he be cleared to play? Uh,
0: I think he probably should have... It's a really tough one, Piers, because we are making up a, a three-sided coin here. I think he should have been given one week to begin with and then obviously through the, the tribunal and the appeal maybe be allowed to play. I think that the contact was front on. I think it, realistically it was a, a collision. and uh, You know, he braced himself. He braced himself for a contact. They both or it didn't seem to... You know, I don't think he elected to bump at all. I think, as you said, he braced himself, but they do want to get that, uh, that action out of the game, that front on high contact... So I think, you know, the right decision would have been one week. Given the Saints' the appeal, chance to appeal, they could have referenced, you know, as they did the, the Tim English hit earlier in the season on Nick Blakey. Um, you know, that they're saying that it was not unreasonable in the circumstances. You know, it's an expected sort of thing to happen, to brace yourself with front-on contact, then they could have brought it down and he could have been right to play. But what do you think, though, Pez? It was a, it's a bit rough, you know, 197-centimetre bloke running there and out of nowhere, boom, collides with a younger bloke or a smaller bloke, I should say. He's always going to hit, a hit, hit high.
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's very hard and I, I he couldn't jump out of the way, I don't think. I don't think there was enough time. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of people on Twitter and a, a lot of differing opinions source and Uh, I saw a lot of stupid tweets uh, about comparing it to Tim English and and saying that Paddy Ryder had more time to get out of the way. And the problem with those uh, people that are really stupid sources, they don't actually know they're stupid and they think what they're saying is actually uh, very, very good. But uh, the other thing that St Kilda did wrong is they, they put in their own lawyers. They needed to hire the Geelong lawyers. Uh, from from their tribunal, and then they might have been able to get off. Whoever Paddy Dangerfield has had represent him in the past would have been
0: would have been a good start. Uh, but I th- in in a serious... <laughs> I, think, though, I think he's had his Brownlow medalist uh, was the yeah. person that was defending the first couple of times. <laughs> Pez, the potential one. <laughs> but yeah, I think Paddy
1: Ryder just did what he could. He he stopped. He tr- he tried to stop in the moment. He put his arms up. He didn't actually bump, which is which is the weird thing. And are we going off the action? or are we going off the outcome? And here, we're actually going off the outcome because Will Day was off the ground and ended up with a concussion. So um, if he was, say, if Will Day was another 15 centimetres
0: taller, he was a bit bulkier, he wouldn't have been concussed, the outcome's a lot different, which is a a big problem. It's a massive problem, But I think because they want the action out of the game, and that's what they keep focusing on. They keep saying, we don't want this in our game, we don't want this in our game. So stop focusing on the outcome. Just focus on what the actual action is. If that is what you want removed from the game... Every time that situation is there, don't worry whether he's concussed or not. Make a criteria for the hit itself. Don't worry. Get rid of what happens late. Because if he's had seven or eight concussions, he's more susceptible to a concussion. If it's the first time he's ever played footy and the first time he ever gets knocked, he's probably not going to be concussed with a, no- a knock like that. I just think that they need to focus on the action, not the outcome.
1: Yeah, and if that action is deserved of a week, and, that, and that's the thing, then all be it. And, but every single action from that needs to be a week, no matter what the outcome is. Um, I've got an easy thing to, to do. The tribunal, they go off a formula source, medium contact or whatever, uh, high contact, medium force, whatever it might be. Get rid of the formula. It doesn't work. And just the formula, the new formula equals common sense. And just have a have a look at each um, thing on its basis and go from there. What they
0: should do, Piers, is exactly what we're doing. Put up the clip, put a poll on Twitter... And let the public decide, because nine times out of ten, everything the AFL seemed to have done, and with any of those decisions, the general public and the general consensus take out your bias supporters. You might, have to, you might have to ban Collingwood fans yeah, because... Yeah, but, 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 but the general consensus, Pez, across the, the footy community, even with this one here, is that two weeks is a bit rough, it's a bit stupid, he shouldn't get on there. So so just make it to the general public, put it out there, put a poll during the game, we can have it all done by the fourth quarter. I mean, there was nothing else to watch during that game, except for you know Hawthorne didn't show up, so like... Just, just put up a poll. Except for
1: very well, you can do that if you want. But we just need one person making common sense. Maybe it could be the person that is the new uh, chairman or CEO of the uh, AFL with Gil McLaughlin uh,
0: stepping down during the week. Source: uh, very big news. Yeah, huge news, Pez. Uh, a bit disappointing, Pez, because it's about this time of the year that we get our uh, our dinner to dinner with Gill invitations that we had a couple of years ago. So we're gonna have to. Maybe go to someone else's house at the end of the year. But the main question now, this one, Pez, is there's a heap of names being thrown in the hat. But uh, who are the main contenders? And I've picked out two because I'm going to stick to the conventional coin that uh, most people use in their everyday spending. Who are the main contenders, Pez? Who will take over from Gillan McLaughlin, Andrew Dillon, the AFL General Counsel and the Football Operations Executive, or Brendan Gale, the Richmond CEO, who seem to be the two front runners and names that keep popping up? Yeah, well, they are the two, and uh, Brendan Gale's been very successful as
1: the Richmond CEO with uh, the three premierships as well, and he's had uh, some uh, some other things going for him uh, as well with his two hundred forty four games. He's got uh, different degrees. He's worked in the AFL Commission before and things like that. And Andrew Dillon, the thing he's got going for him is he's been Gill's right hand man, so he's been there through through COVID. He's been uh, I- experiencing all all the highs and lows of of being the CEO of the AFL, and. Uh, I honestly do not care who who gets it. Uh, I'm just going to say, give it to Andrew Dillon and, and keep it going um, to, to go from there. Brendan Gale's probably too inclined to, to Richmond uh, being the, the CEO when they won the three premierships for Richmond. Um, I know it, it is his goal to end up being the CEO of the AFL and I wouldn't be surprised if he is, but AFL house, just uh, nothing changes. Gill stays for the rest of the year and Andrew Dillon, you can take over after that.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, Andrew, D- Andrew Dillon's uh, had a lot of experience during the, the COVID break, dealing with a lot of the, obviously, relationships with the government and trying to negotiate with uh, the, the Wild wild West and trying to get games played over there. But I think Brendan Gale has to be the, the AFL's um, next top choice and candidate. In AFL, Pez, what's the one thing that we always complain about is they're always chopping and changing. Brendan Gale came in and said, 5 year plan. This is what's going to happen." And guess what? It had happened, didn't Five it? Five-year yeah. plan executed. He has a, a right, you know, has a big sort of um, investment in the women's football. He had a, he developed their program from from the ground up. He has a um, you know a sort of connection to, to Tasmania, growing up there. He knows exactly the issues in in the state there, and Pez, the next sort of pressing issue that the AFL has focused on has been executing a global game, and it starts off with Tasmania, putting someone in there, shows the good faith of the Tassie community, gets that team in there, and uh, I think that you know we need to see someone execute a plan and not chop and change, which the AFL consistently does. I like Brendan Gale for the job.
1: Yeah, well, you, we spoke about stupid people before, and Brendan Gale was seen to be stupid when he had that five-year plan at Richmond, but uh, he's an actual genius when that, that came down. So he makes some good points there, but I'm really disappointed, Source, because... Uh, I only got the, the two-sided coin, the conventional one. I, uh, you, come on, you got to give me some more options.
0: Oh, Pez, you know I, I'd like to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL. You know, there's a whole lot of bunch of unique individuals floating around: Malthouse, Corns, Dunstall, King, Kappa, even myself, Pez. And we all, you know, we're going to engage the community with our job, our minds, and our hearts, Pez. We would, you know, exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to do the role, and we need to speak from the heart, and we need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic, Pez. The AFL's not always going to get it right, and sometimes the clubs are just not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just (laughs) just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate, Pez, about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, (laughs) join us in the AFL going forward, because we love footy and we love the money. So, so give the job to me, Bez. I mean... If that wasn't the biggest <laughs> setup
1: in Behind the Boundary history there, but isn't, isn't it the best setup, And it's what it deserves for Brett Kirk. If you don't know, he's uh, ten, year, 10 years since he made that insightful speech on a Saturday Arvo on the footies for, for General 7. And if you haven't seen it, go to our page at Behind the bound. We retweeted uh, one of the tweets down there. So scroll down a little bit, you'll be able to see it. But what a speech from you, Source. Uh, because of
0: that speech, you, you can have the chopper. I don't, I don't even <laughs> want to give it to anyone else. Well, I did speak from the heart, Pez, and I was authentic, and like the, the truth. And I care. You you gave me a bunch of unique
1: individuals, which is what the what the main part of it was so. Uh, I did
0: Pez. So in all seriousness, Malthouse, Corns, Dunstall, King, Kappa, maybe someone else. It's a it's a multi sided coin. You got any any names of people that are a little bit out there that probably could bring some some positive change. Any other
1: names? No, I'll just I'll just go with Dunstall there because he'll get rid of the dribble kick, won't he? He'll um he'll make a rule rule about that. If you do a dribble kick, it's only worth one point, or you get minus six points, or something like that. And uh, players will be kicking drop punts left, right, and centre, literally.
0: Well, we don't want the left and right; it will just be straight and centre pairs. Uh, I'd go with Corns pairs because you know at least if Corns has the job. Um, everyone in the AFL community can agree on something that the commissioner's a flog, and that we can all be a common, you know, common ground against him because all his radical ideas, the one thing they do bring is the community together, and <laughs> that's what you want. You want everyone against the AFL commissioner. Dinner <laughs> Gills girls, please. Is, is stupid people the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> topic
1: of discussion? <laughs> speaking of Game Corns, yeah, but um, that that'll do it for our coin toss. Very very comical. I'll, I'll give you a source, oh, but right. let, <laughs> let's get into the round four betting review. Soft
0: reviews, snow-
1: the time of the week source where uh, usually, usually I really l- love this time of the week. Usually you're a little bit upset, but um, sometimes, sometimes it's both of us that are happy. Source, and this week, uh, unfortunately, we, we both are not. So I wonder which one of us is is going to be happiest in this review.
0: Um, I mean, neither us a happy person. <laughs> I mean, there's obviously someone who's a little bit more happier, but both of us want to see each other succeed because, you know, success in the bet slip means success in the pod, means positive ROI and you know, just like uh, some of our friends on Twitter, it's not always uh, good bets, and sometimes they are good bets, and sometimes they're just bad results, Pez. But one thing we do at Behind the Boundary, we make sure we stay accountable, we never dele- delete, delete tweets, we oh, I can't even talk, but we keep the comments on, and we also make sure that we only stick to felt when we're having a punt, despite uh, what the media manager threw out there this week with an NBA bet on there, I
1: noticed. Keep the comments on. That's a bit of a dig to one of my favourite Twitter people to follow. Uh, and I'm um, not going to mention... Who it is, but this person doesn't have the comments on and uh, puts out what 100 bets a day and uh, is obviously (laughs) a losing punter. But let's get into Port Adelaide versus Melbourne, the first game of the round. And I I put a little cheeky at their source and uh, I didn't think it was the normal type cheeky. It did meet all the criteria. I had a three-league same-game multi. Melbourne one to 39. Bailey Fritch to kick two-plus goals. Kick the first two of the game, mind you. Melbourne to lead uh, wire to wire. And uh, they were able to in the very low-scoring first quarter. But then after that, it was very, very comfortable. It looked like they were going to win by, you know, 10-plus goals. But uh, in that last quarter, they just, you know, laid down a little bit, let it get to one to 39. Uh, good for my bet. I put 25 on, returned $167.75 with uh, another cheeky
0: absolute bang-up start to the the round, Pez. And you know what, you spoke about uh, laying down at the end of the game, Melbourne, and uh, Port Adelaide didn't get out of bed until about the third quarter, and that really cost my bet because I had a a $25 bonus – sorry, a $25 bet on it, which resulted in a bonus, but I was really happy with it because I said I think Port Adelaide, with the week they've had, had to show a bit of a heart, Pez. But, geez, they are a pea-heart football club after (laughs) that first quarter. That was atrocious. And not even just for missing the goals pairs their, their attack on the ball, absolutely disgusting. I had them plus four and a half for the first quarter. They only scored five points. Only five points for the thing. They had enough forward entries to actually, you know, show some fight, but that's another story. I had Melbourne head to head, Melbourne one to thirty nine. Both of those saluted, so I escaped with a bonus bet, but very costly for Port Adelaide because it, I think it's going to cost some people some jobs uh, if they don't pre- start performing.
1: Oh, it has to, uh, with the amount of years, uh, especially senior coaches being there and uh, some players uh, in their positions in danger. The next game was Geelong versus Brisbane. I had the money ball special source, Patrick Dangerfield or Lachie Neal to kick a goal. Lachie Neal got closer than Dangerfield did uh, a couple of times, but it, it didn't seem to be so across from that. But I also put out a live bet because I just found this little pearler, a bit of value. I had Brisbane plus 15 and a half in a pick your own line, and over 149.5 points, uh, that that was perfect uh, last quarter. Geelong had the win, but Brisbane were within that 15 and a half, and it, it was good odds as well. Dollar 90 odds, put 25 on it, returned 47.50. So, I'm happy to break even that game.
0: Yeah, much better than mine, Pez. Uh, I'm actually lucky my uh, bet got void because I picked the wrong forward in the two leg race. Uh, I had Cameron or Hawkins, and the, they they went all over Hawkins, which I thought. They uh, I, I just thought actually Cameron was going to get it. Not to worry though. But Atkins got his fifteen. Tommy Stewart didn't play. He would have got his twenty. So I would have escaped with the bonus bet. But instead, I get my twenty five refunded.
1: Yeah, a bit of a vo- bit of a void there. Twenty five refunded and. Uh Tom Stewart, a bit of gastro. So wasn't good for the Cats, and they still came out with the win. So uh, very good for Geelong fans down there. The next game was uh, the Sydney versus North Melbourne game and the Collingwood versus West Coast Eagles game. Now, we both said steer clear for both of these games. And for good reason, by the looks of things. (laughs) Yeah, I I put something together because I was just happy with the the wins and I won the cheeky and I thought, you know what? I'm going to use this on tab and pick your own line, pick your own thing. So I had uh, Sydney over 136 and a half, Sydney versus North Melbourne. I had Sydney minus six and a half, which looked uh, very, very dangerous for majority of the game until the last second into Until the last Isaac Haney You know, Isaac Haney, yeah, clutched it up, but it didn't matter in the end because West Coast uh, just came out and toppled over Collingwood because I thought Collingwood would win by at least six points and it uh, didn't happen. So lost... Uh, Lost it there. I and mean,
0: their um, in, inaccuracy, Collingwood cost them, like 10-14 to 14-3. They, they should have won that game by a lot. Inaccuracy, that'll happen with a side that sort of, you know, is young and inconsistent. They uh, they definitely let it snowball in that, that third quarter. But uh, So
1: it didn't work out for my little live bets, but no, it uh, should, have, should have stayed clear, like we said. But uh, we move on to the next one, which was an upset in its own right with Richmond uh, toppling over the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, definitely, Pez. You know, the, the um, we spoke last week about is the dynasty over, and we said, oh, I don't know if it's over, if uh, they get the right players there, and uh, my goodness, they definitely didn't look over, and they made mincemeat of the, the Bulldogs, Pez. They looked very ordinary, the doggies, and... Uh, Something that you and I have sort of alluded to throughout the year. The doggy's probably not the real deal. That's why I steered clear they can't be trusted. Uh, Over to you, mate.
1: Oh, you speak about the the
0: goal kicking. Look
1: at this one. 2-7 to 2-2 in that first quarter. The Bulldogs dominated and just couldn't get it on the board. They end with seven goals, 19 to 15 goals, 9 And uh, my bet, which I was loving it actually, because they they were down by about four goals at three-quarter time and I thought the doggies have to put up some sort of fight. I had the last quarter line uh, minus two and a half to the doggies. I thought, perfect setup here. I didn't know what was happening in the first three quarters and then that happened there after that and a little cross again, which is uh, very rare for me this year.
0: It was a little, It is has been a little bit rare for you, Pez, but uh, not unusual for your general trend of betting. So let's get on to the other Saturday night game. We had uh, Fremantle taking on the Giants and both of us said that this was, uh, the bookies had it wrong and we were absolutely correct, Pez. I had the max stake on uh, Fremantle at the a dollar 86 and that, that saluted. Uh, it took a little bit of a struggle in, until the third quarter, but uh, they got it done in the last. So it was, uh, I th- again, I think that Fremantle were in control of that whole game. And again, inaccuracy, scoring shots, 23 to to 14, they, they controlled much of that game.
1: Yeah, when GWS went inside 450, they were quite efficient and were able to kick the goals, so uh Fremantle, easy win in the end, and I had my little same-game multi set up there with uh, uh doubling up my money and a little bit more, so we were, we were happy with the Fremantle game, and when you get a team that you think is, you know, a dollar ninety odd and you think the bookies have it completely wrong, that's when you can kind of clean up.
0: Yeah, you definitely kind of can clean up, Pez, and uh, it's really good to To make sure when you see those that you talk to it and you got to trust yourself and you know we'll talk later on on the Sunday the last result with the Carlton game and how we got it wrong but um, you know for the other two games that we sort of said that there were three certainties for the game there was the Fremantle game there was the the Saints and we said that the uh, the, the Blues should have got it done but you got to trust it there and you know. Listen to your heart, Pez, from the from, from Kirky.
1: <laughs> Kirky. Good on you, Kirky. Uh, Essendon versus Adelaide. I didn't have anything in that source the early game on the Sunday.
0: No, I steered clear with that, Pez, and uh, I think most punters were sort of leaning towards uh, Essendon at the start of the week, and then by the Sunday afternoon with all their outs and some uh, uncertainty about who was playing, uh, a lot of punters would have had the sweat if they stayed with uh, Essendon, because they only got the job done by four points. Tex Walker had a couple opportunities in that last quarter to some redemption time, Pez, and but uh, unable to get the big clunk of a mark.
1: Yeah, no no good from uh, Adelaide there. They probably should have got the the win over the Bombers in the end. They were quite disappointing, the Bombers there. But the next game is another one the bookies got wrong, uh, definitely, because we had Hawthorne taking on St Kilda. We know it was at the MCG, but uh, we were both all over the Saints' uh in this one and i had the max on there and uh $2.25 my little same game multi-paid so i really enjoyed
0: the uh sunday afternoon football yeah you had the max on it pez and i had a $10 cheeky which uh polar opposites but both the same result nice little green tick i had the saints head to head max king to get four goals and he did that again got going in that last quarter and uh the biggest sweat was gresham he was playing a little bit more up forward and he had uh three goals up into the fourth quarter with only 15 touches and then piled on the last minute or so i was at the game and uh Nice little super celebration when he got the, uh, the, got the ball, that last little uh, possession there, and a couple of the boys next to me trying to work out what was going on. But uh, nice little $60 for me.
1: Yeah, you take that. The next game was the Gold Coast-Carlton game, and I, I did have Carlton in both of my multis there, Sauce, and uh, you had a little same-game multi on Carlton, and I was a little bit nervous before the game texting you, can we really trust this Carlton team? And uh, the answer was in, in the pudding. The answer was in the final result with Gold Coast uh, pumping the Blues.
0: Yeah, the absence of a ruckman really, really showcased here how uh, vital Bruce is to that side, and not only that, they had their you know are to get uh, an injury in the first first half of football means he didn't play the rest of the game, and the Suns, wow, they uh, really showcased uh, their young talent and how electric they are. The third quarter, the Blues tried to put a you know a, a stop to the, a stop to it, but they just couldn't get the score on the board. Multiple opportunities to keep that game open. I had a multi, uh, three league same game multi three or two and a half uh, t- uh, crosses there, Pez, because the one fifty nine nine and a half total game points. That failed. The Carlton line failed. And uh, I had Patrick Cripps to kick goal. Well, he did that in the first minute and then they did nothing else for the rest of the game. So that's uh, no bonus. Three crosses. Terrible. Yeah, not great from Carlton. We, we spoke about the four-peat is, is a little
1: bit hard and Brisbane showed that uh, in, in 2004 as well, losing to Port Adelaide in the grand final. I had my two multis. They were both looking really, really good and Carlton let me down on both. So I get a $25 bonus and a $50 bonus bet. Uh, to play within round five.
0: Yeah, I uh, had a bonus, which I put down live, pairs Essendon, St Kilda and Carlton taking advantage and taking uh the, the feedback from last week's show of uh, the way that you were just putting on two multis. I thought I'd give it a crack, but uh, Carlton let me down. So I got a bonus $50 bet for that and myself making a rookie error, Pez. A rookie error uh, on sports, but I put down a, a $50 four-leg multi. Uh, Sydney, Collingwood, Western Bulldogs and St Kilda, but I didn't read the terms and conditions, Pez. And uh, it needed to be a dollar ten or over for any of those legs the swans despite their five point6 point victory were only a dollar six so I actually lost fifty dollars there in a, in a rookie error
1: yeah you could have got a bonus back if you picked someone other than Sydney and they they had have got up but you did get two out of the out of the four wrong there and for uh, the results for the round source how'd you go uh well I just told you how I went pez it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> got to give the stats. We've got to be accountable. I'll go first. I staked $275. I returned $380. Those uh, oh, those multis would have been really nice. I, I returned 38.18% in the ROI. For the year to date, staked $920, returned $1,190.55 for an ROI of 29.4%. So sitting very, very healthy.
0: Yeah, very healthy indeed, Pez. For the for the round, I staked 210, returned 153, an ROI of 27.14%. Year-to-date, Pez, staked 6.15 for the year, still sitting on top, returned $720.84, an ROI of 17.2. Pez, a little bit uh, back to reality after my 30-something round last week. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you, you're you there about 17, 17.2%. If you could take that at the start of the season by round four, you would definitely take it oh, as a punter. So uh, let's get in here. You've got a bit of redemption to do in round five, and I'll just keep uh, doing what I do. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small.
0: Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out.
1: I was with a mate, and um, uh-huh. we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on on Max. Do, do you want some as well? And I, I said... Oh!
0: Straight into to our bet slip, pairs, And as always, and as I spoke earlier, our media manager, our uh, intern, has been doing his job. Let's hear about the round five specials. Tittle takes a special and goes bang.
1: Yeah, very good at behind the bound. Yeah, get on there. You get to see them early in the week. We've got sports bet. We've got the same two uh, double winnings on Thursday, Friday games in your same game, multi with three plus legs. And you've got the best one. Out of anyone, the four-plus leg AFL multi. One or two legs fail, uh, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. You got to make sure every leg is at least over a dollar ten as Horse was saying in the review. Uh, Tab, they've kept the same specials as well. You've got the head-to-head multi-special. You can do the three-plus legs. If one fails, you get a bonus. And the all-games same-game multi-special. So if you're doing a same-game multi and you don't want that double winnings from Sportsbet, you go on to Tab. They've got the venue mode exclusive, lead at halftime but lose in all games. Ladbrokes, they've got the three-plus legs same-game multi uh, it says NRL and AFL, but obviously for AFL here, if one leg fails Thursday, Friday games, they've got AFL $2 lines on Thursday, Friday games as well. They usually like to bring out stuff for Saturday and Sunday a little bit later in the week, so keep an eye out there. They've also got the mega multi in AFL where you can do four plus legs, uh, and if one loses, you can get a bonus back as well. Neds, they've got $2 lines Thursday, Friday. They've got the early payout 20 plus up at halftime, a head-to-head bet, and your team gets paid out early. So if they go going to lose, you would still got your money. And they've got the AFL Same Game Multi. It's a one refund per day. So the first eligible bet per day, that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday this week. Uh, make sure you do that. Bet 365, the same as always, the the multi-bet offer where you can extend your percentage or you've got the early payout. If your team goes up 32 points, you get paid out. Uh, we've got a new one sitting here at the end source, uh, bet right. the the pink and green. It uh, looks good uh, on the app. Um, and the only one there, no real specials as of such but join our community it's a discord community source and you can actually request your own markets. so i jumped in there and had a look and there's people that just go and this is betting on anything they go can you give me a market for this and someone will respond to them and they'll put the market out there for them and they'll go yep it's up now here's the Ooh, link so like that so that's pretty cool so if you want to do your own markets for afl give that a go and uh, Moneyball. We've got uh, Play in P. We just watched uh, oh, Minnesota oh, Timberwolves oh, the wolves, se- secure the seventh seed and act like they, they won the uh, championship there with Patrick uh, Beverley. Biggest, but biggest win in the franchise's history, mate, and we've been to a Western Conference final. <laughs> <laughs> what was here is uh, Paul George half-triple-double uh, max bet, and uh, he actually got that and was paying two bucks, source, but – When that that was put up, Moneyball didn't have their specials out, but they've actually got two more out. So they're in the comments there uh, on this post as well. Gunston or Hawkins in the Geelong Hawthorne game to kick one of the first five goals in the match. Uh, Max stake of $25, and that's paying 2 bucks source. So if you like that, you can jump all over that. And uh, Naughty Norton, uh, Aaron Norton, to kick one of the first five goals against North Melbourne. Max better $10. It's paying 5 bucks if he kicks one of the first five. And we know he hasn't had his kicking boots on last week, so he'll be raring to kick a goal.
0: Yeah, he will definitely be raring, Pez, to, to kick a goal. All right, let's get into round five, starting things off on Easter Thursday, Pez. Brisbane taking on the Collingwood Magpies at the Gabba. $1.18 favourites are the Lions. 4.70 outsiders, the Collingwood Magpies. 29.5 is your line and the over-under total game points, 171.5, Pez. Can the Lions bounce back?
1: Yeah, well, this line movement's been been a lot early in the week on the the Sunday, 20 and a half. It started out out to 30 and a half, as you said, and uh, I I don't like the line either way. I don't know which Collingwood's going to show up. We don't have the teams yet doing it before... Uh, the 6.30 mark on a Wednesday night source. Um, so I'll put a four-leg same-game multi together. i have put it on uh, Ladbroke so I can get that uh, special back if one of them fails. i have put the alternate total points over 137.5. humor McCluggage to get 20-plus disposals. Daniel Rich down back to get 20-plus disposals. And uh, instead of the, you know, 40-plus or 1-39, to I've gone Brisbane to lead at every quarter. So oh. they've got to lead at quarter time, half-time, three-quarter time and win the game. All up. That's a three dollars eleven and I've put twenty five on it.
0: As that wire to wire uh, bet is a great value, $1.80 on its own, its own merit. I looked at that a couple of times. We'll definitely put that one in my personal account. So I love that bet there, Pez. I've used one of my bonus bets from last week, twenty five dollar bonus bet on uh, the Lions in pick your own line minus eight and a half. Charlie Cameron to get a snag. He should have an absolute field day down there. And uh, pick your own total game points one fifty nine and a half. So lowered it down. Gave myself odds of two dollars oh five, just to double up. Return of fifty one twenty five to start the round off. Oh.
1: I love that when you've got the special and you can do the uh, pick your own line or pick your own total points. That is uh, what we love to see and Tab do it really well and lads and neds do it really well as well.
0: Yeah, let's get on to the, the Good Friday Pairs and make sure that you're donating to the Good Friday Appeal, one of those great causes, and one of the, a lot of the proceeds to the next game are going to help out those children in need and support uh, that great foundation. So we're talking, of course, of the Good Friday Appeal Match Pairs, which the Saints, uh, despite performing well in the early years, have been relegated from that and have been left to the North Melbourne uh, Kangaroos and, and the Doggies. Yeah, you can give it to North. They need something. Need something to look forward to. They definitely need something, Pez, and uh, they'll need something big, uh, as the bookmakers have the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Big outsiders at $5.50. The Doggies $1.14 favourites. The line minus 31.5. The total game points over 164.5. Pez, will North Melbourne get crucified this weekend?
1: Well, they they played well last week. They moved Jack Sable up forward. He kicked five goals, and they were they were leading by two or three goals against Sydney uh, into deep into the third quarter there. And Franklin got subbed out, and it was uh, for Sydney supporters or anyone that you know had any uh, bets on or multis, uh they would have been sweating because Sydney nearly nearly lost the game, and North Melbourne had a chance with forty seconds to go down by five. And turned it over in the middle of the ground. So uh, I've got I've gone the money ball special source. There's there's nothing else here to talk about really. Uh, Bulldogs are very very short. You don't know which North Melbourne is going to show up. So I've gone Naughty Norton to kick uh, any f- of the first five goals in the match at five bucks. And because it's the rule, cheeky. It's it's my cheeky as well. Wow,
0: that's a, a weak cheeky. <laughs> Such a weak cheeky. Uh, I've done the same thing, but I haven't gone the weak route and haven't used my brain, Pez. Um, and I've <laughs> just gone with the naughty Norton. I think that you know, $5 odds is absolutely great. It's $10 per shot on goal. Uh, the ball's going to be down in the Western Bulldogs forward line quite a fair bit, I think, early on in that game. And they don't really have anyone else down there to kick, uh, to kick some goals. So I think Norton will get that done, Pez. Uh, again, let me just reaffirm that. A weak option for you, Cheeky, and not what the show's about. I'm Let's about making money, mate. Let's get on to it, uh, please. We need to stay true to our heritage pairs. Where do we came from? The Cheeky Punt Pod. You've got to have that living in every bet.
1: I won the Cheeky last week. So 25 on it, not 10. <laughs> <laughs> so you broke the rules. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, let's get into the, uh, the second game of the Good Friday Day. Uh, we head over to SBS Stadium, West Coast taking on Sydney. $2.51. Outsiders are the Eagles. The uh, Swans are $1.53. The line is minus 10.5. And the over-under total game points, 162.5. Yeah, this
1: is, uh, this is quite a strange one. West Coast having a, a decent win against Collingwood and, and going back. Are they getting most of their players back now? Are they, are they going to be fit enough? They are playing at home. Uh, usually it's a good game between West Coast and Sydney over there. But uh, what I've done is I've gone to Ned's source and the one refund per day. This is... Uh, I don't have another bet in the North Bulldogs game. So this is another good Friday game. And uh, we've got a, a three-leg multi, which if I lose one of the legs, hopefully I get that refund there. So I've gone... Alternate handicap, Sydney Swans at the max, plus 37.5. They shouldn't lose by more than that. I've changed the alternate total points. I think it'll be higher scoring than this, over 127.5. So that's only, you know, 70 points each and it'll go over there. Uh, and then my third leg is, is the line, $2 line, Sydney Swans minus 10.5, so hoping that they can get it done. No uh, buddy, he's out with a hand, uh, but I think other players can stand up there and get the job done. Uh, $2.25 with the, with the price boost, and in the terms and conditions source it says the price boost is included in the in the promotion. So 25 on that. Hopefully I don't have to use the promotion and I can
0: just take the winnings. And I'll be planning on doing the exact same thing, Pez, taking the winnings. Uh, I've gone with uh, using my second bonus bet from last round, the 50 with a big one. I think the bookies have this wrong. I think if, uh, if Collingwood win last week, the, the West Coast are probably sitting uh, maybe, you know, Three bucks, and the swans are sitting $1.30, $1.40. Uh, I've gone three leg at same game multi Sydney head to head, Sydney plus 22.5 two for a little bit of insurance, and over 152.5. Pick your own line uh, again, like you said before, it's not, not that big a total. I think that you know they get 80, 90 a piece. We saw last week that uh, West Coast really don't defend, and Sydney can pile on a score, so I've put my max 50 on that at odds of $2.30 pairs.
1: Well, there you go, along the same lines on that game, which. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we don't know how that's gone, and it'd be interesting to see the the win loss ratio when we uh, agree on a bet. But um,
0: well, last week it was pretty positive. The only ones I won were the same ones <laughs> that we agreed on, fizz. I know,
1: and the, when you copied the Max King most goals off me as well, you like uh, most of your winnings this year has been copied off me. Thanks for letting that. Known. All right, let's get on to, to the Saturday, the Saturday, Easter
0: <laughs> Saturday, pairs. Uh Let's uh, let's fill up everyone's stockings, uh, stockings. I was about to say Christmas. Fill up everyone's uh, rooms with nice little chockies, uh, and for all those listeners at home, some nice green chocolate eggs in terms of cash, pears We talk about your Saints taking on the Gold Coast Suns at Marvel Stadium, the one forty five time slot, dollar 33 favourites the, after the Saints, sorry, and the Suns outsiders at three dollars 36. The line minus 19 and The total under. 170
1: and a half bears. Oh, aren't the Saints up and about by uh, beating Hawthorne by 69 points? Uh, they, they could have gone uh, a little bit a little bit better, I think, and they, they could do one better this week. You reckon they could go 100 plus? It's paying 51 bucks. Maybe. Uh, oh, that would have been a better cheeky bears. A 10 on that one. little 100 bucks uh, thing, but I'll surprise you, yeah. Cheeky! The, the old double cheeky. With, uh, <laughs> with there the, it with is. The, there it is. With the bonus bet, but it's not a hundred plus. I've just oh. gone, just gone a little bit different. I've gone three legs. Uh, it's a, it's a fifty dollar bonus bet. Uh, St Kilda forty plus in the big win, little win. So that's three twenty by itself. Dan Butler to kick two plus goals. He's been out of goal kicking form this year, so hoping he could fire against the Gold Coast. And Bradley Hill twenty plus disposals, seven bucks altogether. Source. So the uh, max fifty bonus bet. Uh, on onto that one, and uh, I'll put the little cheeky symbol there for you as well.
0: Yeah, cool. Always following the rules there, Pez. I love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, I've gone, I, th- I think that you're right. I think that the the Saints uh, will, uh, they are up and about. The lid is off, Pez. The Saints are coming. And I've gone uh, $25, bucks, 3 league same game, multi with tab. One-league fails, obviously money back. I've gone St. Kilda plus 10.5, pick your own line. St. Kilda to win, Pez. And uh, Bradley Hill to kick goal. He, uh, surprisingly, is about a dollar ninety to kick goal. And he's uh, he's been a little roll-up forward. I think if they get the pile on, which they probably will, that gives odds of 4 bucks. Pairs and realistically all I'm looking for is a Saint Kill to win and Bradley hold Bradley hold Bradley Hill to kick a goal I think that's great money so I've put 25 on that Pez, to return 100
1: yeah, well, they made that very evident uh, on the couch on Monday night with uh, Bradley Hill's changing role, even at the start of this year, and getting most of his disposals in the forward half of the ground. So kicking four goals last week against uh, Lowly Hawthorne, and uh, hopefully the same thing against the Gold Coast Suns.
0: Hopefully. Fingers crossed, pairs. All right, we get on to the Saturday afternoon time slot. Adelaide taking on Richmond. $2.16. Outsiders are the Crows, even despite their home ground advantage. $1. seventy Favourite are the Tigers, plus five and a half line for the Crows and the over under total game points 173 and a half Jesus Tiger time, they're back. A dollar seventy, is it? Mm-hmm. Jeez, uh
1: I, I just looked at the game and I didn't even look at the odds and I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna have my Easter Saturday Easter afternoon nap uh, after <laughs> going to the to the Saints game and not not watch this. So I've got to steer clear on there at the moment. But uh when I see those teams on the on the Friday night, maybe uh maybe have a little bit of a dabble uh, and see how we go with the Tigers. Uh, Looking all right and getting a couple of
0: big names back last week and beating the Bulldogs. Yeah, and, um, I'm actually had the same sort of thing. Pez, I'm driving up to Bright that day, so I reckon we'll be about arrival time. It'll be me for uh, pulling out the the old armchair and sitting down for a snooze, not watching that game, steer clear, despite the... I will have a look at, obviously, the, the teams, but I imagine if they get some more names, that will come in a little bit. So if you like the Tigers and you're, you're hopeful of what they can do, jump on the tigs at $1.70. All right, let's head on to the Saturday night game, Pez, where both of us, I'm sure, will be wide awake and ready to profit. Melbourne taking... On GWS, it is at the G. $1.15 favourites are the D's and 550 outsiders are the Giants. Minus 31 is the line, a huge line for the reigning premiers. And over under 163 and a half. Pez five on the trot for the D's. Yeah, well, another line that opened up really uh
1: really low sauce, it and it's uh continuing to climb throughout the week. I think uh Melbourne give uh GWS a bit of a lesson, and you know they've been very disappointing. Uh, the Giants and, and not performing too well and uh, they had a big fourth quarter collapse last week against Fremantle, and they're just not 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 the team that they used to be when they you know made the grand finals so uh, Melbourne to get it done pretty easily especially down here at the MCG I've put my uh, bonus bet from sports bet I'll put my $25 one on this source. So I've, I've just gone the line. Melbourne minus 31 and a half. Uh, I don't rate the Giants that highly at all. Total game points over 163.5. I think Melbourne just have a bit of fun Easter weekend. Keep the game flowing. Giants will score a bit. Melbourne's can score a bit as well. And uh, the other one puts it up a bit in the odds uh, by 40 cents. Melbourne quarter time leader. So they just got to lead at quarter time. And that instead of three bucks, add that leg in. It gets you $3.40. So I've done
0: that. Nice, nice little inclusion there, Pez. I love what you said there. I think Melbourne definitely lead the first quarter. I think they definitely do score a lot of points and there's a free-flowing game and that's why I've gone something a little bit uh... Cheeky! Missed the button there, Pez, but uh, still, even in even in the studio, I'm still bringing the number one production to, to, to <laughs> the podcast. I've gone, um, I, I think agree, I think that Melbourne um, are clearly a significantly dominant side. The Giants struggled a little bit. They won't be able to keep with them for, for all four quarters, and I think that it will be a high-flowing, free-flowing game of football. Lots of scores. I've gone Melbourne to lead every quarter here, Pez. I've talked before about $1.80 for the, for the, the other team before to get in on this. This was $1. seventy-five for them to lead all quarters. And I don't understand that when they're a fifteen favorite favourite. I'll put
1: the max 50 on that. That is
0: that is great money. So I put that in there with Jack Viney to kick a goal. He kicked a goal in every one of their games. And James Harden, he's kicked two goals in the last three games and kicked a, you know, I just think that they're all going to be scoring goals, free-flowing football. They have one sort of target, but with Ben Brown out, Pez, I think it's going to be open slather there. That gives me odds of 676. 67 and i've put the price boost on it pez with neds 25 bucks if one leg fails i get my money back but hey that is money for vbs pez
1: oh i was going to ask you which bookie it is but i'm already in neds on my phone here because uh i'm looking up that market there because that sounds very juicy uh at a dollar 75 there
0: yeah, very very juicy. All right. Speaking of juicy, while well, you find that market, Pez Carlton take on Port Adelaide for our Easter Sunday. Hopefully, Port Adelaide don't have too many Easter eggs on the way across, and they can snag their first win against the Blues. A dollar fifty-six favorites are the Blues. Two dollars forty-four outsiders. Port Adelaide power. A dollar. Sorry, minus eleven and a half is the line, and the over under total points one sixty-five and a half. Pez Blues bounce back, or do Port? keep the losses coming for the Blues. Uh, what time was this game again? Uh, it is at 3, what's that, 1.40. 1.40, yeah. Uh, lunch lunchtime.
1: Yeah, that's my lunchtime <laughs> map as well uh, <laughs> this week, I think. Uh, Carlton, no Paddy Cripps, uh, Port Adelaide, raring to go. I think it's a danger game for both sides. Uh, I don't know who's going to win as of yet. I would like to see a little bit more with the teams, but we we saw Carlton struggle up there at Gold Coast and Marvia Choll kicked a few on them and, you know, Port Adelaide, they just need to get something together in that forward line and they they could end up uh, kicking a high score and a, a better score than Carlton's. So uh, we'll see how we go. We'll see if their hangover for after the first three rounds is finished and they can get the win or if uh, they fall to three and two.
0: Massive, massive danger game for the Blues, Pez. So I've steered clear with this one for exactly that reason. Uh, Carlton were extremely disappointing with no Ruckman. You have to wait to see the teams in this. Port Adelaide have a few different Ruckman that they can put through. They are depleted by injuries, but they'll be hungry for a win. They'll be travelling away from their family on Easter. There are so many distractions for, for Carlton around this game. Massive danger game, massive stay, steer clear from source.
1: Yeah, and uh, massive, massive bet uh, for Pez on on Melbourne. Uh, any quarter there, I got a dollar seventy-two, so bought the odds down a little bit, uh, but that's a it's a very good steal. And by the time this pot is out, hopefully, it's still around there for the listeners.
0: I don't understand it. How can they be favored at a dollar thirteen and then to lead every quarter a dollar seventy-two? That that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, they're only about a dollar thirty to, what to win the first quarter as well. So yeah. yeah. If oh, they man. win the first quarter, they're going they're to continue to go, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly
0: right, yeah. I think so. So jump on that, uh, and you can fill, as I said before, fill your Easter hunt with uh, lots of little eggs there, Pez, a little bit of extra in the pocket. All right, we get on to the Sunday afternoon game. Pez hopefully has woken up from his nap. Today we're talking about the Bombers taking on Frio, and the bookies have this one as a pick'em, dollar $1.90 for the Bombers, $1.94 for Frio, which means, Pez, it's a pick'em. There's no line. The total game points, 168.5. Interesting game, this one. I don't really have any sort of intro pairs because it is a 50-50 game, definitely.
1: Yeah, it is very interesting. Like, uh, I think Frio's season, they're in the top four at the moment, but it's not spoken about um, too highly. They, they beat Adelaide by a lowly point uh, in the in the first round. Uh, they lost to St Kilda by the, by the 10 points. Uh, they beat West Coast, beat up on a COVID-stricken West Coast, and then last week beat beat the Giants. So they haven't really beaten anyone. I think if Eston can get a, a couple of names back and in, include that man, Jake Stringer, in the side, uh, we don't know if it's going to happen yet or not. They're still missing Merritt. They're still missing a few others. So this will depend on the lineups and the lineups is huge for this game but if you think that you've got a winner in this game this is where you can make your money because uh, the bookies have them at around the same price so if you think Fremantle can perform away from home or you think Essendon with a couple of players coming back in can uh, you know, get on the board and make it two in a row then uh, put your money in there but steer clear for me
0: I think that's the biggest question Pez is can Freo win away from home I think Fremantle are definitely the better side when you compare the two with the lists they've had the last couple of weeks their wins are probably a little bit better I mean you know Um, Essendon got their first win last week against Adelaide and that was a real struggle on Marvel that they play quite well. So they're playing Marvel again. If this game was anywhere else, I'd be all over Frio. But I'm steering clear because I am unsure about the the lineups. I I don't know how this young Frio team is going to travel. They've got a couple of names that are a little bit indecisive whether they're going to play. Hopefully they get up. But I'll steer clear from Source Pez. Right, we get on to one of my favourite games of the year, Piers. The Easter Monday clash between Hawks and Geelong. It's a great rivalry between the two. I love this game. I'm heading there. Can't wait for a sunny MCG, belly full of chocolates from the weekend, and uh, ready to sink a couple of pints at the footy. And Piers, I don't know if I told you this, but you can enjoy cans at the footy now. Actual. Cans at the footy. You don't have to do the plastic cups. I think I might have. I think you were so excited. I was so excited, <laughs> so about, excited about it. About because that I thing. had an experience on Sunday again at the Saints game and I'm very excited to enjoy a couple of tinnies in the sun for the Hawks. Are they modified tinnies? Oh who cares? They're tinnies. <laughs> <laughs> Hawks and uh the cats Pez. And uh, we have the Hawthorne outsiders at three dollars twenty-three. Geelong uh, the odds have come in actually they started at $1.40-ish uh, earlier when we started recording this pod Pez. They're now into $1.35. The line is minus 16 and a half and climbing uh, and the over under total game points, 158.5 pairs. I don't understand some of the the, the lines for this game.
1: Yeah, the bookies are overrating Hawthorne with I their starts of the so. season, uh, especially last week and again this week with Geelong at $1.40. Um, what, what we don't speak about with Geelong, uh, the Tom Hawkins and, and the push in the back last week, the, the Cam Rainer snap, you know. Uh, and all I've heard all week is Geelong fans defending um, the umpire saying they always get hard done by I think they get you know the right calls at the right time for Geelong down at Cadinia Park there, and uh, they're the the Melbourne club with the the most advantage in in any season playing. No, we're not multiple, a Melbourne
0: club; we're a Victorian club.
1: Yeah, playing multiple games down there, source. So you can self-correct me, but it's still true what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying. So I'm not disagreeing. I, I say uh, it every time. Please. I think that the Geelong get the best. Rubber the green uh, down at Cadinia Park. But this is at the MCG, but it doesn't make a difference. I think Geelong will win the game. But I've just gone the money ball special. Uh, Jack Gunston or Tom Hawkins to kick the first five goals of the match. And you've got two key forwards, one either end of the ground. I don't know how you can't take this bet. I'm not even disappointed if this bet loses. It's just a just a good bet to take.
0: It's a great double-up opportunity, pairs. I've done the exact same thing. I think it is... Uh it's, it's it's the only way you can do it. As we spoke about last week, we were about 50-50 with the Neil and the Patrick Dangerfield one, two midfielders. F- first five goals, two of their key forwards, considering Hawthorne, you know, they don't really have another big target down there. I love this bet, pairs. I've gone the exact same route.
1: And yeah, not much else to say. Uh, I think uh, I think Geelong wins. So if you want to put a, a little bit of uh, coin in, a, a quite a large bet long head to head looks pretty good because that'll come into a dollar thirty or below by the by the Easter Monday. Um we get into our multis source and I say multis as a pl- plural because I'm, you're talking
0: about mine and yours, I'm, yeah? The I'm two multis for the pod, right? I'm yeah. making a habit out of it <laughs>
1: until I get banned from one of these. So I've already been banned from sports I banned bet. you
0: last week. <laughs> I've been banned from sports bet, <laughs> 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 but I, I still
1: get advantage and I still am able to do it on an alternate account. And I shouldn't be saying that live on a podcast, but I've got gone with tab and I've gone with sports bet the exact same bet source. Uh, uh, four legs and my four favorite games of the weekend uh, in head to head so Brisbane to beat Collingwood the Bulldogs to beat North Melbourne St Kilda to beat Gold Coast Melbourne to beat GWS. it gets me $2.11 on tab gone the max 50 gets me $2 and 9 sets on sports bet I've gone the max 50
0: yeah cool boring <laughs> I don't even know why I'm upset. I know that every week you're going to just be paying advantage of it. You're going to keep sitting there. There's nothing I can do, so I'm going to just get on to my multi, which is a lot more value. Uh, $3.28. I've gone with sports bet. Two legs fail, and I get money back in a bonus. But don't have to worry about this, Pez. Very confident in this one. The Lions, the Swans, the Saints, and the Cats all get it done. That'll give me a nice little profit of uh, $164.5, Pez, because that's the max bet for that one.
1: Yeah, you'll take that. You don't want to do another one on uh, tab. Nope. Take take advantage nope. somewhere else. Nope. No, get, let's move on, Piss. <laughs> get get the, the money making happening and uh, just continue to rise that <laughs> ROI. So uh, sitting pretty, we are behind the boundary, twenty nine percent in the green. Myself, seventeen in uh, seventeen percent in the green, just under fifty. Just under
0: fifty for for the both of us put together. That's great.
1: We'll we'll, we'll take that any day of the week. So uh, if you're listening, you're having a punt. Uh, listen to us and then make up your own mind uh, with what you want to do in the end. There, we've got the specials for you at behind the bound. We've got our bet slips that'll be posted up before the start of the round as well. So uh, get involved uh, and and go from there. I've been Pez. Peace out.
0: I'm still source, and if you're having a bet this weekend, guys, make sure you bet responsibly. Other than that, enjoy your ISA, and we will catch up next time.